One, two, is on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Party, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Wrestling Again Podcast. I'm your host, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined each and every week by my two other hosts, Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Fellas, what's going on this week? Um, I don't know, man. Just having sex in public restrooms. Rock and roll. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, giggity. All right, giggity, giggity. <laughs> and this will be the point where we insert Mark Henry's sexual ho- chocolate theme. <laughs> and this is where I say, back to rearrange alphabet, I'd put you and add it together. Ow! Sexual, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you miss oh. Matt Young, doesn't it? <laughs> oh man. Wonder how the hand's doing. <laughs> Can we get an update on the hand? How come every time there's a raw reunion or something, the hand is never invited? Yeah, or how come this it hasn't been inducted into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> yeah, the hand needs to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> The hand. <laughs> if Drew can be in the Hall of Fame, then the hand can too, damn it. <laughs> if, if Coco Beware can be in the Hall of Fame, the hand can as well. Coco Beware was good, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Isn't Bob Barker in the Hall of Fame? We can like argue about it if you want to, but Coco Beware is a Hall of Famer. Okay. It was just seem. It was just very random when he got inducted. Like there's no. It was just weird. You think about it too. Like generally, when they become like when they get put into the Hall of Fame, they usually have some sort of legends deal. But there's been no like Coco Beware action figures. Or anything produced. That's, I don't even think he's been in a game at all either. And there's been no merch on WWE's website. It was just kind of it's one of those weird things. Uh, I don't know why. Just because they wanted the bird. No, 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 no. Vince was talking about how Cocoa Puffs is his favorite cereal, and he was like. Is there any guy that we know named Coco? And they're like, yeah, Coco, we wear. Put it in the hall, man. Hey, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Coco, beware to me. I mean, I mean, he's from Tennessee, so maybe, you know, there's some bias there, but. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I did like him when he was tagging with Owen when they're high energy. I'm not gonna lie. I was a big fan. Of, I was actually a big fan of Coco Beware when I was a kid. He's so he's one of those one of those guys that had like a big face appeal. 
But when I go back and watch them as matches now, it's like, uh, like it just doesn't doesn't have that same appeal as it did when I was like six. It's like the Bushwhackers. At least their their WWF stuff. Yeah. All right. But on that note, let's uh, float on over to Twitter. Uh, you can follow us there at WrestleGetting Pod with one D. Um, we got some cool stuff going on right now. We're doing the WrestleGetting Fictional Wrestlers SmackDown, uh, where we will be posting different matchups every day. Two matchups a day. It's a thirty-two character tournament uh, where you get to vote on which character you think is the greatest fictional wrestler of all time yes it can be argued that every wrestler is a fictional character because they're being portrayed by someone else and they're created specifically for whatever show they're on but we're talking more movies cartoons comic books video games uh characters like that that are made specifically for that like randy the ram robinson from the wrestler jimmy the king from or Jimmy King from Ready to Rumble, like stuff like that. So except for except for Ric Flair, he's real. Yeah, Ric Flair is Ric Flair twenty four seven. He's he hasn't turned it off since since becoming the Nature Boy. So. I'm saying it's so funny, Carl. He said comic books, and all I thought about is man, we argued for like an hour and a half about how Spider Man needs to be on this list. Yeah, no, put him on there. Chris, Chris ain't like the nineties cartoon, like. I'm not going off the 90s cartoons. I fucking like Tobey Maguire better. <laughs> I never said I didn't like the 90s cartoon. I love the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Okay? That is an amazing cartoon. <laughs> but as far as the Spider-Mans, like live-action Spider-Mans, Tom Holland, Tommy McGuire, and Andrew Garfield can go suck a dick. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just saying in the cartoon, the backstory was he was a professional wrestler. So. Okay. Maybe the next one. <laughs> there won't be a next one. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we go from twitter fly on over to instagram wrestle getting pod with two d's and for the underscore collection uh facebook.com slash wrestle getting pod youtube.com slash for the collection pro wrestling tees.com slash wrestle getting podcast go buy some of our shit uh redbubble.com slash people slash wrestle getting podcast as well uh for more shit you can buy from us um on that note as well make sure you check out some of our podcast brethren the four horsemen of wrestling podcasts as we like to call them uh we've got phil gentile with the big cave who will be dropping their first episode first top five episode uh tomorrow actually friday um so if you're listening to this on friday that episode should be out uh basically it is him and uh, another figure collector, and I can't remember who the collector was off the top of my head. I'm terrible. 
I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, talking their top five favorite Ultimate Warrior figures. Oh, okay. So, so that's pretty awesome. So he's got like a bunch of people lined up, other collectors, where they basically will be breaking down uh, their top five um, favorite figures of specific wrestlers. So. Yeah, my guess is going to be like the top five of whichever ones they own. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I don't know if I was in the top five, but it's actually the five I have. Uh, <laughs> they're the best figures ever. And I know they're using, um, doing quite a bit with the uh, wrestle, wrestling figure database, um, as far as images and stuff like that, as for the figures themselves. So definitely check that out. Um, our friends, Tommy paradise and dj over at the running podcast uh new episodes drop every friday so make sure you check them out as well and our boy kenny at the call up that's da call up the call up um dropping some fire interviews coming up later uh the next few weeks uh i know we plugged it last week he's got an interview with sting lined up and like a whole bunch of lists of people that he's got lined up uh so definitely make sure you're subscribed to his youtube channel and um, subscribe to these guys on pod on Spotify as well, so you stay up to date on everything that is coming up um, with their with their stuff, new episodes and all that. So good times there. So uh, let's see, story time with Russell again and podcast, baby. I actually did not prepare anything because truth be told, uh, I thought we were recording tomorrow night, and it was kind of like. Surprise, we can record tonight. <laughs> so, I don't have anything. You guys got anything for story time? I didn't ever prepare anything, man. Okay. Nope. Sorry. I mean, just taking a look around at some of the stuff that I have on here. I could think of something you and I did together. I mean, granted, it wasn't like all together, but I remember uh, Chris's time when he got uh, Hackshaw, Jim Duncan to sign a 2 by 4 for him. Oh, yeah, that was pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah, Hacksaw was... That was pretty awesome. He was pretty cool. Hacksaw was very cool. I'll post a picture of that 2 by 4 as well. Um, the Hacksaw is a great guy to meet. Very friendly. Um, his wife was with him as well. She was super nice. Uh, it was cool because they asked me... Um, my wife was talking to him and she's like, yeah, he wanted to be, you know, pro wrestler when he was younger. And Hacksaw was like, well, what happened? I was like, I'm just lazy, honestly. And he just like busted up laughing at that. And his wife goes, well, what would your uh, ring name have been? I was like, well, I figured at the time there was a Latino heat. So there needed to be a Caucasian heat. And that would have been me. <laughs> Caucasian heat. <laughs> Which is which is where, um, if you break it down further, that's where the heat moniker came from was Caucasian heat. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's he was super cool. Signed a two by little piece of a two by four. Um, actually got that up on the shelf. Uh, with my uh, Road Warrior Zubas mask right now. So that's pretty awesome. So, Hacksaw super cool. If you ever get a chance to meet Hacksaw, definitely. Definitely do it. Um, then I had, I think I had to put the two by four in my backpack because they decided to get in trouble for carrying a weapon around the, the convoy. Yeah. 
funny too. <laughs> oh, that was great. I think it's that was so funny same. to me that they do that, but you had they sell like replicate replicas of swords and stuff in there. You can yeah. barely easily hurt somebody with. Yeah. And I had to check my kids' proton packs at the door. Like yeah, they had to tag them to make sure dumb. they weren't real. I was like, really? If these things are real, I wouldn't be here right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd be out making some money somewhere. So. He'd be out, he'd be out, be out just having the song played on your background. I think that was the uh that convention where Matt Hacksaw was the same convention where he met Victoria or Lisa Marie Lisa Marie Varon for the first time as well. But I got we'll save that for another time. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I think I think that was because Molina was there too. So I remember we were waiting for Molina and she never came back to Oh yeah, that was the that was the big time. That was the uh, that thing we went to. We can talk about that some other time. Yeah, well, I mean that one. Well, Molina was at that SuperCon too. Was uh, Victoria Molina, um, Mick Foley was at that one because they were they were across from Foley. Um, Hacksaw yeah. was on the backside. You're right. Yeah, uh, Jerry Lawler was there. I think that was the same, the same one. They all kind of run in together. Tully Blanchard and all those guys. So, all right, but we'll we'll get into that another time when I'm a little more prepared for a uh, story time with the WrestleGeddon podcast, baby. Uh, let's move into the WrestleGeddon fictional character SmackDown, fictional wrestlers SmackDown, uh, which we talked about earlier being up on our Twitter. Uh, we had a couple of the voting, the votes close. Uh, pretty much, I've been setting them up for three days. So give people enough time to vote on them as well. Uh, so right now, the first two that advance from the first round matchups was Jimmy King and the revolting blob. Uh, Jimmy King completely shut out the revolting blob. So Jimmy King will move on to the next round and gender bender shut out the flea from Mucha Lucha. So, uh, so gender bender is moving on to the second round as well. Uh, the day two matchups that are up there now that still have um, about 13 hours left for voting. You have Incineroar, the uh, wrestling Pokemon, and the Crusher from the Looney Tunes. That's one matchup. And then what else we got here? Uh, some of the other matchups are on here. Yeah, day two, the Green Bastard from the Trailer Park Boys and the uh, Foreigner from Futurama. Uh, day three matchups that are posted. Still have a day left on here. Uh, Captain Insano and Rip Thomas from No Holds Barred. Of course, Captain Insano from The Water Boy. And When a Girl and Captain Flag and Half taking versus Captain Flag and Half Mass from The Simpsons. What's the status on those right now? Who's winning? Um, that one is uh, Captain Flag and Half Mass. All right. Uh, Captain Insano and Rip Thomas are tied. Uh, the Crusher is is crushing Incineroar. <laughs> fucking people don't know who Incineroar is. They're stupid. <laughs> don't know nothing about fucking Pokemon. Uh, yeah. The Foreigner. 
grown adults playing this fucking bracket. <laughs> well, grown ass adults. Saying, so, <laughs> yeah, you would think so. You would think they go, oh, that's right. Incineroar, he's got a fucking uh, title belt on him at all times. It's part of his fucking character. Uh, the foreigner, the foreigner is beating out the green bastard. Um, and today's polls, uh, you have Thunder Lips from Rocky Three, uh, going against Starman from the NES Pro Wrestling video game. Uh, Thunder Lips is actually uh, putting a smackdown on Starman right now. Oh, really? Yep. And then the other one for day four is uh, President Dwayne Alexando Mountain Dew Camacho. From Idiocracy, uh, taking out Mike Hagar from the Final Fight video games, and uh, President Camacho is uh, is laying a whooping down on Mike Hagar right now. So those ones still have about two days left. So plenty of time to vote for these. Like I said, we give them a three days for each one, and look for yeah. some more matchups tomorrow. If your favorite character is winning, uh, you know, head over and vote for him. That's the only mm-hmm. way they can. Win. Uh, get your friends to vote for him. Absolutely, go go vote for Buena Girl. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I figured it'd be something fun for us to do on our Twitter. Get a little more engagement going on there, which which we have been. So lots of fun there. All right, and that's uh that's gonna wrap up that part. So let's go ahead. And jump in to the news. Hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing 1-900-45-4-Hulk. All right, and the news is brought to you each and every week by Date Nights in a Box. So check out datenightsinabox.cratejoy.com for a -a one-of-a-kind curated date night theme sent to your doorstep monthly so if you're going to be stuck in the house why not try date nights in a box to help you plan a -a one-of-a-kind date night to get some time away from your kids you can also save some money by using the code bjs in a box yes that's bjs as in blowjobs bjs in a box at checkout we'll sign up for your subscription today at date nights in a box.cratejoy.com it's sexual baby yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Come get you some loving with date nights in a box. Maybe I should have changed the music behind that one to sexual chocolate. <laughs> you should. Either that or do you like a Barry White song. Be like, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, not really a whole lot of news this week. Uh, the biggest thing that I've seen was the announcement from Impact that Ultimate X will be returning at Slammiversary. Um, so that's pretty much going to be going to pit Josh Alexander against former X Division champions Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Rohit Raju, Petey Williams, and Trey Miguel. I can already tell you how that match is going to end. With Josh Alexander getting the the title off the X. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Gonna end it no contest. No contest. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, some man. guy's going to come up from uh, the grave and just it's just going to be him and that's what's going to happen. So, this is <sighs> the same people like every, just about every match for the X Division title. The only one that's missing in here is TJP. Yep. He hasn't yeah. wrestled in a little while, has he? I haven't seen him. Much. He, um, the last match he had was a tag match with a Falaba. And okay. I think they took on um Alexander and Petey Williams. Do you know what this kind of shows, though, that they keep doing this? It shows that they don't have enough talent. What? <laughs> I mean, if they're using the same people in every single match, they need someone else. I mean, that's the way it looks to me. Well, the the big thing with the X Division is it's not a weight limit. Right. So they can do anybody in these matchups. Um, but looking at the, the talent that they have in here with Josh Alexander, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Rohit Raju, P.D. Williams, Trey Miguel, these are going to be like your five people, five or six people that are going to give you the highest quality matchup possible. Yeah, they could throw other people in there because they could do they could do Diener, they could do uh, crazy Diener, they could do that, they could put freaking Eric Young in that match, they could put fucking Willie Mack in that match. Eric Young, well, 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 hopefully not by anniversary. Uh, Um, Eric Young's not really Eric Young's world title picture, honestly. I agree, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, there's there's people you could put in these matches. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of people they can put in here, like Willie Mack. Willie Mack's a former X-Division champion. Right, Willie you Mack. Know. You could put freaking Morrissey in a match. Um, I don't see them doing Morrissey in the Ultimate X, though. I mean, I don't either. I'm just, I, again, I'm just I agree. I'm up a rope. It's like when no, they put on you can even put when the when the Dudleys in Ultimate X. <laughs> yeah, I mean there's there's talent that they have. They're just Yeah. Most of those guys are focused on other stories. Probably right get now. like a couple of new people for Slam because some of these people that like left. I can see signing there. Well, with the exception of Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like I would kind of hope that like Murphy goes to Impact. I think he would do great there, honestly. Murphy would be a fantastic addition to to Impact, especially their X Division. So. Right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how the uh, how the cards fall. You know? uh, like I said, that's that was pretty much the biggest news. The only news thing that I had on here as well. Um, I can double back here. I did see. Uh, something as I was scrolling through uh, Raja.com, uh, there was a little blurb about Charlotte uh, where she said she doesn't need an all-women show to highlight her skill. I mean, of course she says that. She's a fire. Yeah. Uh, so let me see. So the whole blurb here, this came from... Was that Charlotte or Triple H? Uh, Charlotte, 
uh, shared her thoughts on the all women's event with Bleacher Report and stated that she wants the best. She wants to be the best of any gender. Um, she quoted, she was quoted saying, would an all women's show be great? Yes. Would another all women's pay-per-view be great? Yes. But I'm in the mindset that I want to be on the card with men. I want to be on the card where there's eight matches and I want to be the best of the night, no matter the gender. I don't need an all-women's show or an all-women's pay-per-view to highlight my performance or skill or being a lady wrestler. No, I want to prove no matter man or woman, I am the best. I think it's great. Stupid pop-ups. Blocking like the whole damn thing. <laughs> I think it's great, but I don't need an all-women's show to show I'm a great wrestler. Any promotion, any female star, anyone should say they are the best. You should not be in this business unless you're saying you're the best. Wherever you are in the world, you should say you're the best. Great. I kind of I understand what she's saying. I get that. Yeah. But I get that. if you're on a if you're on an eight match card, there's only potentially going to be one women's match on that entire card. Yeah. Possibly maybe two. Maybe two. And then that's that's just the way the like the leaps and bounds because even WWE now is starting to cut back on the amount of time that they give certain women's matches. So unless you're you know Charlotte or Sasha or Bailey, you're not getting oh. you know a ten minute match. So I I remember the news thing I had that I remember seeing. I saw something about uh, uh, Vince McMahon saying that. They're not going to do matches on, oh, on the shows anymore. Unless yes. they have a purpose. Yes, I, I remember seeing that. I, and I forgot. Was. I was going to put it in the notes when I saw it. Not so that's, so every match. He said that every match that they put on television ha- has a purpose. If it doesn't have a purpose, it doesn't get put on TV. Oh, okay. So Monday night, they did Jeff Hardy versus Cedric Alexander. And Jeff Hardy stated before the match, if you beat me, I will retire. So it was just mm-hmm. kind of like out of nowhere, like random type of thing. And that was part of Vince's ordeal where Vince's new thing, where every match has to have a purpose. Did he retire? No, he ended, I think he ended up winning. Yeah. yeah, he ended up winning that match. I, I think not catch Raw this week. I don't, week. Know. I don't, I don't watch Raw. Yeah. I don't think I've watched Raw in like, Months. But here's here's my thing with that. You're already struggling to fill three hours of TV for Monday Night Raw creatively. Now you're going to try to put more pressure on your writing, your creative team to come up with some sort of story for every single match that goes on on this three-hour program when they can't even do a long-term story arc for uh, people that aren't in like a main title picture. Well, I mean, it don't have to be a storyline with every single match. It could just be like, oh, number one contenders match, or oh, um, well, in that or, or what they could do is get rid of an hour and then give a better representation with less matches. Because I don't like watching three hours of Raw, so I don't watch it. It's, I think. I'm going to say DJ from the running podcast put it best when he said raw has become a variety show. 
That's basically what it is. They're trying to fill three hours of time, so they're doing whatever they can to fill that time. Whether it be comedy skits, um, like the horror stuff with Alexa Bliss, um, other stuff like that. So it, it's basically it's and. Yeah, I agree with them on that aspect. It, it has it is a variety show. It's, it's pretty much like the Carol Burnett show, but with wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's. I don't know. Like I understand you'll maybe try to make it a little more engaging and all that, but that's that's not really the way to do it. If you're gonna give me a match where, you know, Jeff Hardy saying. Hey, if you beat me, I'll retire. Then you need to continue that every single week. Then that needs to be the story arc for Jeff Hardy going forward. Is you know, yeah, your match don't have to be a retirement match. I just, I just think it gives him a little bit more purpose instead of just coming out there doing his um, Hardy Boys white dude. They're gonna have him go undefeated. And the field yeah. for like a year. Why not? Wake Why up. Not? <laughs> party's undefeated until he retires. <laughs> hey. hey it's, it gives, gives the character a purpose. And that could lead him up to like maybe he gets a, a title shot against uh, Bobby Lashley or something. And that's, you know, when he loses is he's not able to, you know, win that title match against Lashley or whoever the WWE champion is at the time. And, and then, then you got the you like bring them back later with like a mask on, like gets Charlie Brown out of town, or yeah, you let him go. He comes back as Willow. Yeah, <laughs> Willow the Wisp. <laughs> you know how much money? How much money they can make in merch sales off of Willow the Wisp mask? <laughs> like, come on. Yep. Oh. Like there's there's a ton of stuff that they can do that they're just not really they're just not focusing on it. I, there's one thing that I will say, um, and I think we've we've this may have been mentioned before the Attitude Era. Every person on the show was involved in a storyline. Crash Holly was involved in the storyline. Yeah. D'Lo Brown was in the storyline when he was. When he split him up from the nation, like he had a storyline going. Like every single person had something going on for their character. Where now it's just they focus mainly on the top guys and not not every person that's on the match on the card. Speaking of which, you remember when um, Val Venus slept with Kim Shanrock's sister? Yep. <laughs> yeah, man, that was fucked up. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> fucked up. Oh, and then the same thing with the uh, the one chick that was with Kai and Tai. Here we got the infamous choppy choppy yo pee pee. <laughs> and they had him like tied up and his and his wang on a block. <laughs> Remember when Jerry um, the King Lawyer was pretending that uh, um, Too Sexy Brian Christopher wasn't his son? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you come out, uh, the crowd will start chanting Jerry's kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Lots of good stuff. 
Uh, there's also, um, not you brought that up, Garrett, um, with the Vince McMahon thing. Apparently, they're throwing around the idea of going back to uh, specialized, like themed shows uh, when they start heading back out on the road. So we could possibly see the return of uh, King of the Ring um, and some other other ones I like saw, that. Um, a lot of WWE people were like, like wrestlers really want to bring that back. Yes. I had saw that today too. Yeah. That's something that definitely needs to be done. King of the Ring, like, and it needs to be like a one, like you need to have your qualifier matches, like on Raws and SmackDowns and stuff like that. But the full tournament needs to be done in one night, like it originally was. You know what would be cool too? If fucking like Drew McIntyre pulled a gun on Bobby Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> be a lot cooler if he did. <laughs> oh, all right. So, yeah, so that's going to wrap up the in ring news, uh, figure news. Not a whole lot here, but Zombie Sailor Toys Heels and Faces line is up for pre order now at zombiesailor.com. Um, each figure is running $39.95. Almost forty, just under forty dollars per figure. Um, and you pick up the full set for just under two hundred dollars. So, um, uh, Chris, you got your two hundred dollars put into this. I once it, that's too much for me. Um, like forty dollars a figure is is just way too much. I mean, it's awesome that that he's doing these and they look incredible. But I just I can't I can't just that, that price range. No. I mean I would love to get that Dino Bravo um and that Earl Hepner, but it's forty bucks is just way too much. So. I'll tell you what I'd love to hear, and we probably should, you know, get it recorded one day, is like the conversation that you have to have with your wife to convince her that you need to <laughs> 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 oh man! I, I think she she's a little more understanding with the stuff. Like if it's something that I really want, and I think it's a good investment, she'll she'll let me do it. But I just me personally, just the forty dollars is just is too much. But like I said, huge props to Zombie for getting these off the ground and running with these. Um, well, all these other companies see like Chella Toys. See, see Chris, get these retros you, out. This is where you messed up. That's what you should have done. You should have been like, Hey, all you Russell Gooden fans, want to do Chris a great gift for the 100th episode? Uh, he would <laughs> love a Dino Bravo figure. You do <laughs> Start a uh, sort of GoFundMe. Start... Yeah, GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah, start a GoFundMe. <laughs> really toys, Help man. me get my full set of heels and faces. <laughs> oh god. Oh, uh, but these they're amazing. <laughs> the sculpts are great, the paint apps are great. Um I I hope these the pre-orders pre-orders are going to be up. Um I think they said it's like a week. 
I remember correctly, a week or two weeks. But um, I hope he sells out. Like I hope he like just completely sells out on pre-orders within like the first you know forty-eight hours or whatever. It's just oh as oh, quick as possible. So he definitely will. But you know, thanks thanks to the guys like Zombie Sailor and you know companies like Cello Toys. Um, this pretty much kicked Mattel in the balls and showed that there's still a market for these retro figures. So, I mean, we did get that announcement that Mattel's bringing back the retro, their retro line. So, which will get some of our favorites back, like Mean Gene and uh, Roddy Piper, one of the first two that they showed off for that. So, it's definitely a uh, catalyst to other stuff. So, big props to them. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got for news and figure news. You guys got anything to add or? Nope. No, uh, that's all I need to do. All right. So let's go bell to bell. it off against all odds um impact pay-per-view was last saturday this one was headlined by kenny omega taking on moose uh, which happened at uh daily's place for the impact world championship um but we kicked open the show here with sammy callahan and tommy dreamer taking on the good brothers uh this one was not initially on our list of matches um, that we did our predictions for, but uh, Callahan and Dreamer picked up the win on the Good Brothers. Uh, next match they had was uh, Satoshi Kojima taking on Kid Rock himself, Mr. Joe Doring. Um, I got it right. Yep, you got it. Yeah, it actually, yeah, you got it right because you're the white blue, right? The teal. I agree. Yep. Yep. Way to go, yep. Garrett. Uh, Garrett uh, Carl and I both picked uh, Kojima. Garrett picked Kid Rock. So there's that, that one. Uh, well, I don't know if you know this, but Kid Rock's an American badass. He, he is an American badass. He has all his cowboy boots and his, uh, <laughs> his fur jacket and his hat. <laughs> I got to say, I'm, I'm going to say that when Eric Young came back to Impact and he showed up with, and then Joe Doring showed up a little while you know, a little bit after him, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And why the hell does he look like an old-ass Kid Rock? <laughs> but yeah, also, the more that I've seen him wrestle, I, I actually I kind of was, enjoy uh, I thought he was, uh, man, what is that dude's name? What is that? Uh, he's, like, built the same way. It was, like, an older guy. I think he wrestled for Ring of Honor. I think he wrestled for Impact. Are you talking about Silas? Yeah, he looks like a Junk. little bit younger Silas. <laughs> I guess I do. Joe Doring has grown on me since um since the first time I've seen him in Impact, but he's kind of entertaining in the ring. <laughs> yeah, he's not bad. Though. Uh, let's see. So we go from that one to number one contender match for the X Division Championship. This was a fatal five way. 
uh, pitting Trey Miguel against Ace Austin, against Chris Bay, against PD Williams, against Rohit Raju. So pretty much everybody that is in the announced X Division match. <laughs> you guys not get to And this is why. Nobody won. Nobody won. This match was ruled a no contest after uh, Madman and Fulton powerbombed all five men at the same time and tried to uh, put Austin on top for the pin. But uh, the ref said hell to the nah and called it a no contest. Even though the previously they either had, I can't remember if it was a five-way or a four-way, but Madman Fulton interfered in that match and it didn't lead to a no contest. I think that's. Uh, I think this is why, because Fulton has interfered. Like every single one of these matches, like these multi-man impact mat uh, X division matches, Fulton has interfered in every single one of them. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think the officials finally were like, "Hell no, hell to the no, 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 no." Well, can't this fucking this this qualify the one person that cheats? Why this qualify the whole damn? Well, because now if we don't do the no contest, do we do the no contest, which sets up all five of these guys to take on Josh Alexander in the Ultimate X match? Or what should have happened was um, they should have just said, okay, you're barred from ringside and you can't come out here. You start the match, so we have a winner. Restart. I, I have a feeling that Fulton's probably going to be barred from ringside for Ultimate X. Oh, definitely. So, um, all right. So we go from that one <laughs> to they could, uh, Rich Swan. They could put him in like a shark cage above the ring like they did uh, Paul Bear that one time. <laughs> Who else they do that to? But Paul Bear, they did it to um, they did Jericho. Oh, that's right. It was Jericho. Yeah, like, Jericho was above the ring. I can't remember who it was because it was for that freaking place that was so stupid. Like, oh, that hey, was um, that was Authors of Pain. Um, I can't remember who they were wrestling, but it was a takeover. Oh yeah, and it was that. uh Ellering was in the cage. Yep. For no apparent reason whatsoever. Because it's because Ellering never that. interfered in an AOP match at all that warranted him to be put inside of a shark cage and suspended above the ring. He wanted to. He wanted to get a better view to perfectly yeah. analyze the team. Pretty he much. Never seen that they. He never seen them wrestle on the top. So. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. Next match on the card is Rich Rich Swan taking on W Morrissey. So Swan trying to get some uh, revenge for uh, Morrissey's attack on Willie Mack, uh, but Morrissey picks up the win. Uh, Garrett went rich with a uh, swan. Carl and I both picked Morrissey. So that puts us at a uh, one and one. One, Ooh, one, and one. Go, me and Chris. Three way that's, that's probably the best match of the night. Uh, for that me. was. That was a really good matchup. Yeah, it was good. No. So I, I am. I even liked the part where like he did the uh, Phoenix Splash and then Morrissey like, caught him and was like, bitch, this didn't hurt. <laughs> Oh, that was a good match. Like some of these matches are really good. There are a couple were kind of meh. But um speaking of meh, 
Um, Tennille Dashwood versus Jordan Grace, which was not on our um, predictions list from last week. Uh, Dashwood picked up the win over Grace. Um, trying to remember, I think uh, Caleb with a K got involved, if I remember correctly. Um, like usual, I wasn't kind of wasn't impressed with this matchup at all. Like, I love Jordan Grace, but this was not one of her better outings. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I would have much rather preferred Grace uh, and. Uh, Rachel Ellering taking on Fire and Flava in a rematch. Um, but instead, we got Fire and Flava depending, defending against Kimberly and Susan uh, for the Knockouts Tag Team Championship. Uh, we all picked Fire and Flava, so we're still a three-way tie on that one. And I I don't know. I, I don't like the Susan character as much as I like Susie and Sue Young. Susan's just kind of annoying. And uh, I think we, like I said, we probably would have got a better match between Jordan Grace and Rachel Allering and Fire and Flavor. Yeah. All right. Uh, so next up, we had the Impact World Tag Team Championships, uh, Violent by Design. So Rhino and Diener. Uh, defending you against Decay, uh, so that was Crazy Steve and Black Tarus. Um, Garrett and I both picked Violent by Design to retain, which they did. Uh, Carl picked Decay, so that uh, drops Carl down. We'll tell you what's funny is uh, like last week, I didn't even know that they had won the tag team titles, so I was like, Hey, is Violent by Design won the match? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they pretty much they cashed in that uh, call your shot trophy that Rhino was supposed to be saving for when Slater came back, or, or Heath. Sorry, he can't use Slater anymore. <laughs> but ended up cashing it in with Diener. Uh, let's see, uh, Impact Knockouts Championship. Deanna Perazzo taking on Rosemary. Uh, I was kind of expecting a little bit more from this matchup between the two of them. Um, and I picked Rosemary for the win. Uh, you guys both picked Deanna Perrazzo, so that puts us uh, back up at a three-way tie. It's, uh, <laughs> that match wasn't that bad, though. It wasn't that bad. I just, but with the two of them, I kind of, I kind of expect. I wanted. I was kind of hoping it would be a little better. That was just my biggest thing, and that was pretty much the the main event from the uh, Impact Zone. Um, as we moved on to Daly's place for uh, Kenny Omega taking on Moose. Now, this one, this one was pretty much what I expected it to be. It was, it was a solid matchup. Yeah, the end kind of, uh, yeah, and didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it bad. Well, th- this is the point. Like Carl and I were talking about this the other day, and it, it was to the point where we were looking up how long a flight would be from uh, Nashville to, to Jacksonville. <laughs> so it is doable. Uh, but I don't know. Well, it's just I'm pretty sure it was probably pre-tape, so it just yeah. has me wondering if he was fired uh, before his match. 
at the opening of the like which match came first, the one at the the beginning of the pay per view or that one? Because <laughs> he may have wrestled. <laughs> More than likely, it's probably the the actual tag team match was taped before the uh, world title match was. Um, but yeah, Kenny Omega ended up retaining. Of course, had some help from the Young Bucks. Um, after the match, we saw uh, Sammy Callahan make the save um, as he was the, the number one contender for whoever won this matchup for Slammiversary. Um, so Callahan makes the save with a baseball bat, takes out the Bucks, um, goes to town on Omega uh, to the point where Don Callis ends up leaving commentary and fires Sammy Callahan. Yeah, so he's not the number one contender anymore. He's fired. No. Um, but tonight's impact, uh, Sammy Callahan has been reinstated um, by Anthem's representative, Tommy Dreamer, and Don Callis has been fired as Impact EVP. What? Yup. Cannot believe it. Yep. Uh, Tommy, Dreamer have, Tommy Dreamer must have stock in Southwest because that's the one that did the non-stop flight from Nashville to <laughs> Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. So Sammy Callahan and Kenny Omega set for um, Slammiversary. I honestly was hoping they were going to keep this, keep this going with Callahan being fired for a little bit. And just have him continuously, continuously show up on AEW just to, to fuck with Omega. But um, especially since AEW's got crowds now, and like people actually buying tickets, like they could have went the whole Sammy Callahan's here. What's he doing here? Oh, he bought a ticket for the show. But you got to remember, Chris, you're forgetting. I'm AEW forgetting. doesn't care about impact. Exactly. Yeah, impact doesn't. Impact doesn't exist in the AEW world, like in that. Nope. that case. Nope. Just like there has all, been, even when, even when Omega brings out all the belts, like I don't think they even mention it. They're just like, "Oh, Kenny Omega has a bunch of belts." They they actually do. Oh, do they? They, they announce him as the the TNA champion because he's got the TNA title because that's his win. That was um, a- that was on Impact. Rich come on, on AEW. Did they announce him as yeah. champion on AEW? Yep. That's the only time they mention TNA or Impact is when they announce him as um, having the title. Same thing with um, the uh, AAA um, Omega, or not, the, the AAA Mega Champion. That's the only time they mention him having that title. Um. But yeah, there's been no mention of him and Andrade at all since Andrade signed with AEW because the uh, Triple Mania coming up in August, at the end of August, the main event is Kenny Omega versus Andrade for the AAA Mega Championship. And there's been no mention in the last two weeks since Andrade has been on AEW about it. Which leads me to believe that he's not going to win because how would AEW explain him if he showed up with a belt? Yeah. yeah. It's just, 
it's like the, all these companies like okay so we're we're getting the name value of kenny omega on our championship um title history or having being the champion right now but we're not getting any of the promotional benefits that we should be getting from AEW. and to be to be fair to be fair too it's like i mean they did this with other companies because i mean um moxley he never had the u.s championship uh yeah same with new japan yeah yeah because he never he doesn't wear that title to the ring unless he's defending it i and that's that's the one thing i'll say that's one thing i loved about wcw if one of their roster members held a title for another company they wore that title to the ring case in point the original belt collector ultimo dragon would bring out all 15 of his damn titles either we've draped on him or sonny ono and even going back to that too you look at um what's his face ufc fighter um wrestles for nwa Uh, the hell is his name? I'm drawing a complete blank. I got his face. Dan Severn. It's like I don't I don't know any UFC fighters that that wrestle except for I thought, I thought he's going with Dan Severn. No, Dan Dan Severn was the UFC champion and the NWA World Champion. Held both belts simultaneously. Carried both yeah. belts with him everywhere. And he was recognized as UFC champion and NWA champion. And I think there was one other title belt that he held too for another promotion. And he had all those belts with him everywhere that he went. I think at one point he showed up on WWE uh, with the UFC title and the NWA championship. Thank you. And they actually they mentioned him being the NWA world champion and the UFC heavyweight champion. At yeah. that point, yeah, um, I mean, WWF had like uh, other promotions, but like NWA show up with belts, and yeah, Smoky Mountain, and they, and they always, you know, make note of, hey, this guy's, you know, the Smoky, like these guys are the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions, you know, this guy's the NWA World Heavyweight Champion or whatever. It's just, and then you know they would help promote their shows a little bit too that's the one thing that impact that aw is not doing with impact and triple a in new japan with all these partnerships and stuff that they've got going on they're not really helping promote like product outside of their own but they're more than happy to go jump over on impact and promote aw dynamite for the following week on impact but not helping not promoting impact at all on their on dynamite because if you're yeah. trying to throw hate at uh, how WWE's trash. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. I, we get on this tangent like every week. So. I know. <laughs> we really do. It's all, right. all right. Let's move. Let's, let's get rolling back here. We'll get back on track. NXT in your house. Um, pretty good pay per view. Pretty good event. Um, my hands out. My favorite match is the uh, million dollar championship ladder match. Yeah. It's just because I love that million dollar championship. That is one of my favorite non main line titles. But uh, let's uh, 
roll down here. Uh, singles matchup. We have Mercedes Martinez uh, taking on Zia Lee. Um, Garrett and I both picked Zia Lee. Carl picked Mercedes Martinez. That match wasn't too bad. Um, the hat Mar- was pretty cool. Good. Like the little lampshade hat. Oh, um, Zia Lee's uh, head beat, headgear that she had on. Yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't get what, what's the deal with that, like, Avatar alien thing? I have no clue. Yeah, I, I was kind of confused there. Uh, I haven't been watching a whole lot of NXT. Um, to, I know that's, you know, um, it's supposed to be a stable, like the Ten Shah, Tien Shah is like the stable. I can't remember what the other, the chick that sits at the top of the entrance, but I can't remember what her name is. But, um, a lot of people, a lot of people think that, um, with the way that Martinez was handled after this match, um, beating Dallas Ali and then going after the other chick, um, but then getting like disposed of by her is supposed to, is leading to, was pretty much Mercedes being written off of TV, written off of NXT, and probably going back to the main roster. But I think it's just more of a. Uh, not, I can confirm that. Not continue the feud, the feud, yeah. I can con- no. confirm that not being true because she was on NXT this week. Yeah. Yep. So it's just, it's just going to continue to be that stable. So. Uh, let's go from that million dollar championship ladder match. Cameron Grimes to the moon, taking on LA Knights. Uh, we all picked Cameron Grimes to win this one. Uh, but uh, LA Knight, LA Knight pulled down the briefcase. That beautiful box case that that belt was in, man. I'll tell you, that was awesome. Presentation for that was amazing. Oh, but this matchup that, uh, was great. That makes shows you right there too, though, why like NXT um, has like so far been like the better product among like all of wrestling. It's because they throw something at you that you don't expect. Like absolutely, all three of us expected Cameron Grimes to win that. Um, but uh, every once in a while, you just got to throw the swerve out there. Yep. And even even the stuff that they did with like I think the way that they handled this storyline, even coming into this week's NXT, like the way they handled everything with Ted DiBiase being involved in this was, was perfect. Like there was no, like he doesn't need to be a coach. He doesn't need to be a manager. He doesn't need to be this or that. Just having him come in, work his gimmick as a million dollar man, showing up Cameron Grimes every week and then saying, Hey, I want someone to continue my legacy as a million dollar champion. And then, you know, bringing out that title belt and then, you know, introducing the ladder match for it. Like all that, that whole storyline leading up to this ladder match was just, was done just very well. So so props to whoever came up with that idea. Um, But yeah, so LA Knight picks up the win on that one. Uh, We go to a winner takes all six man tag match, Bronson Reed and MSK defending their North American Championship and Tag Team titles, respectively, against Legato Del Fantasma. Uh, Bronson Reed and MS, MSK retained, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I was going to ask you, Chris, we're, we're uh, Bronson and MSK wearing green Power Rangers uh, 
uniform? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. No. That's what it looks like. I think they're just yeah, MSK has been wearing green for a little bit, so I think Bronson just yeah, I think they're just trying to match there. So, yeah. but uh, this this matchup was pretty good. So yeah, pretty I'm pretty good. I'm pretty sure um was that Raul Mendoza took the uh, the final splash from Reed. I think so. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure he's dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's dead. The the biggest thing, my biggest nitpick on this match is um when um what's his face the, the leader of the group? Why the fuck can I remember his name? Santos Escobar. Escobar. Uh, when he like just kind of decided towards the end of the match, he was just gonna go pick up the North American title, and just I don't know what he was planning on doing with it. Like, what was the point of that? Yeah, I don't know. It's like I maybe he thought the match was over, but um, aside from him getting like completely like steamrolled through the barricade by Reed, like I don't really see what the what the point of that whole thing was with him. But uh, it's still a pretty good match, like regardless. Uh, <sighs> Right, so yeah, so we picked Bronson Reed and MSK to retain uh, NXT Women's Championship match. Raquel Gonzalez taking on Ember Moon for the uh, NXT Women's Championship, which I just said that uh, Raquel Gonzalez retained. I picked Raquel to retain. You guys picked Ember Moon. Oh, that was a good matchup too. And there's not a bad match on here, just bad finishes. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily didn't like that finish. Um, well, I mean, this one, this didn't have a bad finish. Like this, the match is good. I was just referring to, um, the championship title five way. Oh, okay. Because the, the match was good, but the finish sucked. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So going to that one, the fatal five way, uh, carrying cross versus Adam Cole versus Pete Dunn versus Johnny Gargano versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, um, Garrett picked cross to retain. I picked Adam Cole. Uh, um, Carl picked Kyle O'Reilly. So Garrett, uh, was correct on that one. Um, great matchup to the end. Um, Carl's biggest point with this was pretty much cross chokes out. Was it O'Reilly that he choked out? Yeah, O'Reilly. Yeah. So cross wow, chokes O'Reilly out. had my else in the submission, man. Yeah. Adam Cole. So, but then you got all these other guys that are just laying outside the ring. So why didn't they get counted like with a 10 count? Or laying in ring or whatever so why was there no like sandy 10 count why like i don't know it's just a weird finish yeah and my biggest gripe was uh king cross was only in the match for like two months i mean but that's happened in like matches before where they're like somebody gets hurt that's that's like every anytime every multi-person more than one person always him though 
I mean, great. I get like he's the big badass, and he's the one you go after anyway. So like, I can't get super mad about it. But like to me, like whatever. I I, I hate that shit sometimes. It's like <laughs> you're this big badass. You need to be the one in the ring, just like tearing it up, like throwing everybody around. Anyone that comes up, you're out. You're just waiting for the next guy to come in. That should be who you are. Pretty much. And then get fucking put out for a little while. But not get put out like three separate times throughout the match. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, NXT was pretty solid. Take over in your house. Great pay-per-view. If you have not watched it yet, definitely go back and check that out. Um, let's run down the rest of the week for WWE. We got the Hell in a Cell preview uh, for Hell in a Cell this weekend. Uh, SmackDown, say, pretty of, much. If you're trying to find NXT on uh, Peacock, good luck because it fuck took me forever. I just go watch it on Hulu. <laughs> uh, SmackDown, biggest thing coming out of SmackDown is we got um, Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio solidified for Hell in a Cell, which will actually take place in Hell in a Cell. So there's that. Uh, Raw, we had the debut of Eva Marie, um, who also brought along a friend. Dude, nobody knew who it was. And that the friend was uh, Piper Niven, but the announcers acted like she ain't been on the payroll the last four years. Yep. That is my biggest, biggest gripe with this is... Like, why couldn't they just say, oh, my God, that's, you know, NXT UK talent Piper Niven with with Eva Marie. Like, Eva Marie, what, why does Eva Marie have Piper Niven with her? What's the deal with this? And why does Piper Niven come out looking like fucking Bertha Faye? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you know what the best part of Raw is? RK Bro shirt. Have you seen it? It's great. The the <laughs> snake on the scooter, dude. That's awesome. You I know, mean, I thought, uh, you know, I thought he was about to say Garrett. Oh God! And it would have been hilarious. It was. I thought he was about to say. You know what the best thing about Raw was the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that always the best part of Raw? <laughs> Oh, awesome! Wasn't wasn't this week where Shayna got chased by the doll through the arena, or was that last week? I think that was last week. Okay, yeah, I didn't watch Raw again this week, so don't worry, neither did I. I just yeah. saw the few highlights I saw. Yep. So, um, NXT this week saw the return of Samoa Joe. Um, after Regal was getting ready to step down as general manager. Uh, Karrion Cross came out and got in his face and, you know, told Regal he wanted to be, you know, present for this historic event, historic announcement from, from Regal. Um, Regal offered Joe the position of general manager. Samoa Joe said no and said, I will help you, um, be like an enforcer type thing. Uh, Regal had two conditions for Joe. Those two conditions were... He cannot be an active competitor while he's in this role, and he cannot lay his hands on any of the talent unless provoked. Literally within 10 minutes, he gets shoved by Adam Cole 
as him and Kyle O'Reilly are fighting in the back, in the back, and then he chokes out Adam Cole. And yep. ten minutes into this new, ten minutes into this new role, and Joe's already choking people out for getting a slight nudge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, it was awesome. <laughs> yep. Oh, let's see what else happened. Uh, Kushida retained the uh, Cruiserweight Championship and his continued open challenges. Uh, Imperium defeated Brazongo. No, I thought Brazongo defeated Imperium. No, I'm pretty sure I read Brazongo. I'm pretty sure Brazongo beat him and then they embarrassed him afterwards. I could be wrong. I don't know. I thought when I I was going through some stuff, it was. The other way around. I don't know, uh, but Imperium wrestlers all go. So I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I think right, they're well, getting it right now. I'm on the I think next week, by the way, for the cruiserweight title. What's up? So I think we're getting Kushida and in, in a rally for the NXT uh, yes. cruiserweight next yep. week. That's gonna be a hell of a match. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure Adam Cole's going to get involved, though. Well, yeah. Yep. So, uh, so there's that. I think we're getting, um, they announced Bash at the Beach for NXT, uh, and the first matchup announced was uh, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. No, it, I thought it was, is it Bash at the Beach? I thought it was the Great American Great Bash. American Bash. American Bash. Sorry. Sorry. It's too many, too, too many, many bashes. bashes. Any bashes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was like the biggest stuff coming out of NXT. Um, Hell in the Cell is this Sunday. So we'll go ahead and run through the card for this of at least what's been announced so far. Um, give our predictions. Let's start off um, Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, uh, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I think... Unless the Fiend gets involved. Maybe the Fiend gets involved. I don't think we're going to see the Fiend, though. I don't think we are for a while, either. I don't think... Have him show up. That way you give him at SummerSlam. SummerSlam, first intergender, interdimensional match between Alexa Bliss and uh, the Fiend. (laughs) Uh, I would love to see... (laughs) You know what? (laughs) The continued story arc on that, but yeah. I was thinking in my head, I was like, it'll be Lily versus Huskins at SummerSlam. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, it's so great. (laughs) I, the me personally, I don't think this needs to be where Shayna. This this doesn't need to be. Shayna doesn't need to be in this matchup. Like, I I just don't know. I'd rather I honestly I'd rather see her and Nia Jax compete for the tag titles than see Shayna take on Alexa Bliss. Mm, no, I don't see anybody rather than Nia Jax. <laughs> well, yeah, it's me personally. Shayna needs to be in a title picture, not not in some nonsense story arc with Alexa Bliss. 
Like they need to make her make her be the badass that she was in NXT and let her and put her in the title match. Like I'd rather see I want to see Shayna Baszler take on Rhea Ripley. Like why why can't we get that instead of Ripley wrestling Charlotte again? That's my biggest thing. But at least on the SmackDown side of things, we're getting a Hell in a Cell match for the Universal Championship with Roman Reigns taking on Rey Mysterio, which should be a pretty decent matchup. Um, I'm going Rey Mysterio. You're taking Mysterio? No, I said, do y'all, are y'all taking Rey Mysterio? Uh, no, no. I'm taking Roman. That is like your favorite wrestler or something. Uh, no. Any yeah. bets on uh, what cosplay he comes out in? <laughs> Any cosplay bets? Yeah. Um, um, I'm going with um, Mr. Freeze. I think he goes uh, Jaws. You say Jaws? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. He's done the Joker. He's he's done Batman a couple of times now. Um, Silver Surfer, Daredevil, The Flash. He's done one of like the freaking cat people from Avatar. Be Jaws 3D. Let's see. I don't think he's on a Superman-inspired ring gear. Oh, God. He's on Spider-Man. He's a Spider-Man in WCW. Um, he's on the Phantom, which was his Halloween Havoc gear against Eddie Guerrero. I'm going to say... I'm going to say like a, like a Superman-inspired ring gear. Won't be surprised. So get Jaws, um, <laughs> Superman. What did you say? Stranger Things. Get no. I said Mr. Freeze. Oh, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. yeah. And that way, Dominic can be uh, Superboy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh. He'll try getting Roman's head and he'll come to the table. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic be the table and Mysterio will be like the head chair. No, you know what they'll do? They'll get a table. They'll have a prepared table and on one side they'll write head and then they'll put it up and he'll just sit there the whole time during the match. <laughs> you like, you see this yeah. chair? Supposed to be yours, but it's mine now, bitch. <laughs> oh, who else we got? Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair taking on Bailey. Uh, I'm taking Bianca to retain on this one. I don't see her losing that title anytime soon, especially not to Bailey. I think if she does lose it, it's going to be to Sasha. Uh, yeah, I think mean- she retains. Yeah, she's going to retain. 
And I'm supposed to do some kind of like hair whip or something like that. <laughs> I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair back and forth. <laughs> oh, man. Eventually, they're going to have to change her look and get rid of that hair. Maybe when she decides to go heel, she'll cut it off like Bailey. Coming out a little like a. Looking like Karen. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Then we go to the Raw Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley defending against Charlotte. Um, is it too early for Charlotte to win the title back? Um, I, I think so. I think uh, if Charlotte's the one in the title back, like, She's like one of those ones that's going to do it at one of the like big three or big four events. Like, yeah, yeah she, she'd be like, like SummerSlam. Like, if it was SummerSlam, I'd say maybe. Uh, Survivor Series, maybe. Uh, Royal Rumble, maybe. WrestleMania, maybe. But Hell in a Cell, I think she, uh, she, she was. Well, the, uh, the next pay per view after Hell in a Cell is um, Money in the Bank. Which will be the first one since Mania to have a crowd. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get Ripley versus Charlotte Money in the Bank. Yeah. Honestly, if this match was in a hell in a cell, it might change my mind. But it is not. Yeah. So my mind is not changing. No, Sasha's not involved. So it's not going to be in a hell in a cell match. Right. So every women's hell in the cell match they've had the last, I think it's been three now. All three of them had Sasha Banks involved. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, Ripley's going to retain. Uh, last chance, Hell in the Cell match. Uh, Drew McIntyre, if he does not defeat Bobby Lashley, he cannot challenge for the WWE Championship again. So is this where McIntyre finally gets the win, or does Lashley retain? Uh, I think they give it back to McIntyre because they like it's not true, but I think the writers uh, and Vince think that McIntyre is the bigger draw, and so I think they want the title on uh, McIntyre for SummerSlam. I'm going with Lashley to retain because I want to see. I've got a feeling that we're going to get a big return after Money in the Bank on Raw, if not at Money in the Bank, um, of a certain former UFC champion uh, coming back and possibly working a program with Lashley at SummerSlam. So. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Paul Heyman. I go, oh, wait, I'll go MVP. I got MVP. <laughs> MVP's MVP. MVP. MVP cashes in his first business necklace for a title match. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We win. <sighs> awesome. All right. So I'm sure there's probably going to be like one or two matches added to this by the time SmackDown airs uh, this week. Um, there's no Intercontinental title match, uh, which. You know, they've still been doing Apollo. It was an Apollo and Biggie still have some yeah. stuff going on. 
Oh. I would guess they may do a triple threat between. Um, I think they might do a triple threat. Do like E Owens and uh, Apollo. Already guess. So yeah, I'm, so, I'm sure we'll see something like that. Um, there's nothing for the Raw Tag Team Championships. As uh, Viking Raiders won that Battle Royal, right? They did. They're number one contenders. Yeah. So, so we probably won't that. see that till. Maybe we'll see that Hell in a Cell, or probably won't see that till the following Raw. Raw. Mm. You mean Raw has tag team titles? Yeah. Yeah, amazing, right? (laughs) Split up all the tag teams. Uh, Nothing with the women's tag titles. Um, Not really surprised on that one. Um, but yeah, so that's Hell in the Cell. That'd be Sunday night, Father's Day, um, which is going to be a fun night there for Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Nothing says Happy Father's Day like getting your ass kicked in front of your son. <laughs> I almost asked a really dumb question. I had to think about it for a second. What are you going to ask? I was going to ask who the hell is the fucking U.S. champion. I was like, damn. I don't watch Raw in so long, but I know he's not. Never mind. I figured it out. Figured it out. I did. Okay. All right. Um, Impact this week. Uh, we talked already about Sammy Callahan getting reinstated. Uh, run down some of the matches here real quick. We had uh, TJP uh, defeats Black Tarus in the opening contest, uh, followed by and both Crazy Steve are at ringside for this one. Uh, post-match, Moose destroys TG, TJP, uh, takes the show hostage, calls out Scott to more, uh, felt he got screwed out of his world title match against all odds, which he did. Uh, Moose threatens the security, Chris Saban takes him out with a top rope missile dropkick, followed by a steel chair shot. Uh, Saban's pretty much out for revenge after Moose took him out of action several weeks ago. Uh, da, 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 da. Moose ends up retreating to the back. Uh, we got some alliances formed for Ultimate X with Ace Austin, Rohit Raju, uh, Madman Fulton versus Ace, or not Ace Austin, Madman Fulton versus Josh Alexander. Alexander picks up the win on that one. Uh, Deanna Prazo berates Kimberly and Susan for losing their tag title matchup. Uh, Steve Macklin makes his debut, taking on Jason Page. Macklin picks up the win on that one. Uh, Neil Dashwood defeats Rachel Ellering. Uh, Rosemary and Havoc beat down Fire and Flavor. Kira Hogan gets thrown into a trash bin where she finds a garbage bag labeled Mickey. Oh my <laughs> god. That is fucking hilarious. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, that is great. Uh, let's see. So we had Rhino with uh, Violent by Design uh, taking on Kojima who had Eddie Edwards. Uh, stipulation for this match if Kojima wins, he and Eddie receive a world tag team title shot. So, of course, Kojima and Edwards picked up the win. 
Uh, so they will uh, get their tag title shot at Slammiversary, it looks like. Uh, then Sammy Callahan comes out, of course, gets reinstated. Don Callis gets fired. And that's that's it for Impact this week. So, a pretty Ooh. solid show. Definitely have to catch the replay on that one tomorrow, um, which should be on Impact Plus if you have that. I will say the great thing with Impact Plus is if you don't have, um, if you're not able to watch Impact on Access, you can watch Impact on Impact Plus as it's airing on Access. So that's definitely a huge, huge plus on that one. Uh, yeah, so that's it uh, for our bell to. Oh, sorry, it's not it for our bell to bell segment. NWA Power this week. Ooh, we kicked off some stuff going on here. We had the uh, NWA National Title Qualifying Match, uh, one of the Triple Threat matches. Uh, JTD, JTG, Fred Rosser, and El Rudo. Um, this matchup, JTG defeats Rosser and Rudo to advance on to the next matchup. Uh, which will be for the uh, NWA national title. Uh, we had Molina uh, defeat Kenzie Page and Genocide in a uh, triple threat match there as well. Um, Aaron Stevens and PJ Hawks goes to a no contest. Uh, Trevor Murdoch had an interview with him, says he's not finished with Nick Aldis. Uh, so he's looking, still looking to continue his feud with Aldis there. Um, then we had some. Uh, Words from Pero, um, Chris Adonis, and Tom Latimer. Uh, those three are in a triple threat match next week where the winner goes on to face JTG for the NWA national title. Uh, Pero pretty much has a stack, the card stacked against him in this one as he's taken on both members of Strictly Business in this matchup. So we'll see where we go from there. Um, but I think we're looking at a JTG possibly as the, uh, the new NWA national champion. And I am totally here for it. Yep. Pretty solid, uh, solid NWA this week. Let's see what happens next week. And, uh, that's going to wrap up bell to bell. Yeah. NWA power. So, uh, let's go ahead and get into the vintage. Throwdown. All right. Vintage Throwdown is brought to you each and every week by stackofcards.com. at stackofcardswithaz.com. Best place to get your trading card fix, whether it's new packs, old packs, uh, Ninja Turtles, Star Wars, X Files, Smallville, all that good stuff. New inventory goes up every single Friday. Um, lots of great stuff going up on here. We got some Star Trek Voyager uh, Season 1 retail box here for $30. Still got some Silver Surfer cards up here. WCW main event. Carl, they still got those Lois and Clark cards up here, man. You better snag those before those are gone. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> uh, Garrett, Street Fighter movie cards. I know how much you love some Jean-Claude Van Damme and Street Fighter. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Backup cards on here as well. A whole lot of wrestling cards. Still got some Pokemon stuff up here. So check them out. Stackacards.com. Stack of cards with a Z. Make sure you use the code VINTAGE at checkout. Save yourself an additional 
10%. All right. So this week we took a look at Wrestling Society X Episode 8. Uh, this one was highlighted with the WSX title match between Ricky Banderas and Vampiro. Uh, we kicked off the show with the cartel, uh, Delicado and Little Cholo taking on those Pochos Guapos, Aaron Aguilera and Chaos, uh, which is actually supposed to be a completely different matchup, but uh, those Pochos Guapos were not thrilled with the beatdown they got from the cartel the previous week. So that definitely uh, took place instead of the matchup we were supposed to get, but um. Tag match wasn't bad. Uh, we had a interview segment in here though between Human Tornado and um, Jack Evans. Uh, apparently, we're going to get a dance off between Human Tornado and Jack Evans. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> That's um, pretty sure we'll see that next week um, or episode nine. But the Wrestling Society X Championship match, Ricky Bandera, though, this match, uh, they've been building this for a few weeks now. And I got to say, this was probably one of the better builds to a title match that I've seen in a long time. Not only were they talking about stuff that went through Wrestling Society X as far as... um, the beatdowns and stuff that uh, Banderas would do on um, Vampiro leading up to this matchup, but they mm-hmm. talked about the scar on Ricky Banderas' face and how he got it in the build-up to this matchup, which was a casket match that him and Vampiro had had um, in Mexico, and it was pretty much the Vampiro had rigged the coffin with explosives And when the coffin closed, the explosives went off. And that's how Ricky Banderas got the scars on his face. So he came to Wrestling Society X to exact revenge on Vampiro by taking the title from him. Um, There were two coffins at ringside. Uh, One was just like a plain Jane coffin. The other one had barbed wire draped over it. Pretty much the finish of this matchup, Ricky Banderas put Vampiro through a coffin which ended up exploding um, as they went through it, and Banderas uh, got the three count on Vampiro, and Ricky Banderas is the new Wrestling Society X champion. This is uh, Antonio's little brother. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, so we've got a couple more episodes to go. We got episode nine and ten. Um, next week we'll take a look at um, episode nine, uh, which is going to be Alcatraz and Luke Hawks taking on Eric Cannon and Vic Grimes, which is actually supposed to take place this week. Uh, Six Pac taking on Scorpio Sky. That should be a pretty solid one. And then uh, we'll have Human Tornado versus Jack Evans. Unfortunately, it's not a dance off. Uh, this should be this will be a regular matchup, and then um, episode ten, the final episode of this, which never aired on MTV, um, is gonna have a Piranha Tank tag team match with the Cartel uh, taking on those Pochos Guapos, 
Uh, four corners elimination tag. Uh, Jacobs and Tyler Black taking on Alcatraz and Luke Hawks uh, versus that 70s team and the Trailer Park Boys. And then an exploding cage tag team match with Team Dragon Gate taking on the Filth and the Fury. So it was a uh, tag team spectacular here for the season finale. So I'm actually looking forward to that one. I have not seen that episode yet. I have not either. And anything that has piranhas in it is got to be good, right? <laughs> it should be. Definitely should be. But none of these matchups have time. Like, when I'm, the match listing that I'm looking at here, none of those matchups have times next home. Uh-huh. Whereas, like, every other episode, like, um, next week's, like, Scorpio Sky and Six Pac is two minutes. And, like, the tag match is four minutes. So, but there's no, no times next to these other ones. So, but looking forward to finishing this off um, and seeing the, uh, the finale here of uh, Wrestling Society X. So. Um, but that's, uh, that's pretty much it. You think that match is going to be better than the, um, um, Piranha 2? Yes. The Piranha Tank match? Better than the movie Piranha Yeah, do you think the Piranha Tank match will be better than Piranha 2? Um, considering that, that... Piranha 2 was probably filled with women in bikinis. Uh, I'm going to say that Piranha 2 is probably going to be better than the Piranha Tank match. Have you seen Piranha 2? Or no? No. Oh. Yeah, I recommend not... everyone uh, watch Piranha 2. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Theme of the week this week. It is my pick. I actually did not have anything prepared for this. Surprise, surprise. Nothing prepared. Or the Carl. You get back to me like, oh, it's my week. Uh, Oh, shit. Yeah, it's my week. I'm the one that sets up the notes every week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. We've done Tatanka. We've done Jake the Snake Roberts. Like we've done Razor Ramon. You know what the hell with it? Mark Henry's theme, sexual chocolate. That's what we're going with. We haven't done that one. I've been looking for an excuse to put it in this episode apparently the entire time we've been recording. So there we go. Oh, awesome. All right. So that's going to wrap up another edition of uh, Wrestling Gunna Podcast, fellas. So that was episode 97. A few more to go to episode 100. We are slowly uh, chugging along here. Um, I don't have anything else. Just make sure you guys follow us on social media. Uh, Wrestle Getting Pod on Twitter with 1D. Make sure you vote. And the wrestle get in fictional wrestler SmackDown. Vote for your favorite characters to advance on to the next round and eventually become the wrestle get in fictional wrestler champion. Let's, uh, let's make it happen. My vote is Jimmy King. 
Jimmy King's taking this tournament. Yeah, well, I'm going with Gender Bender, and we'll see who brings <laughs> the crown. Oh, man. Garrett, Garrett's going with us. I don't know who Garrett's going with. I don't know. going to make it to the next round. Nope. Well, we haven't done the matchup with the Ricochet yet, so we might be able to I'll be able to pull, pull for Ricochet. Might be able to get somebody from Uchalucha. Um, Ucha, Ucha. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, definitely vote for that. Um, hit us up on Instagram, WrestleGunPod with two Ds for the underscore collection as well. YouTube.com slash WrestleGunPodcast. ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGunPodcast. Buy some shirts, all that fun stuff. Facebook.com. Russell got a pod with 1D and be sure, like we said, to subscribe to our friends, the Big Cave, the Running Podcast, and to call up. Um, check those guys out as well. Also, make sure you're following Jimmy King on Twitter. He is a great follow. Uh, the Wrestling Figure Database, those guys are awesome. They are doing God's work, I'll tell you, um, when it comes to uh, chronicling and collecting the different. Um, wrestling action figures out there and making it one nice little uh, resource to find everything for your wrestling figure collection so wrestling figure database definitely check those guys out um, shout out some other podcasts Turnbuckle Tavern uh, pretty cool debates and stuff that they do as well and yeah that's, that's pretty much it um, more pop culture stuff yes have some podcasts uh, Toy World Order. Check those guys out. A couple of my favorite podcasts as well. I'm just trying to fill some time here. Uh, that's pretty much it. And that's going to do it for us. Episode 97, Wrestle Getting Podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. Later, Marks. And remember, if they didn't want you to fuck in the bathroom, they wouldn't sell condoms. I don't want to give it all to you. Yeah, right on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you why, baby. Baby, it's time that you know my love is growing. And I just can't pretend anymore. Because my love is